Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. Rhonda Kay. And we're going to be talking about adultery today. Adultery. I think adultery is not properly defined today. And I want to define what is adultery according to God's word and according to the Bible. I'm open up in prayer first. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. You've given us another day of your provision, another day of food, clothing, shelter, mercy, and grace. I just thank you for everything you have done for us, Lord. And we just give you praise, glory, honor, and thanksgiving. We are very thankful for what you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Mouth Sword Ministries. Uh, this ministry wants to challenge uh, biblical standards as they are taught today and as they have been taught over the years. Uh, we here at Mouth Sword Ministries feel like uh, there is more to a lot of uh, biblical standards that we have been taught. So that's the purpose of this ministry is try to get a better understanding. Today's topic is adultery. So I want to open up and read uh, a couple of scriptures and then we're going to try to get a biblical definition of exactly what adultery is according to the Bible. Okay, uh, I'm going to start with the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. And it says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Okay, I won't commit adultery. I need in order for me not to commit adultery, I need to know what adultery is, right? Right. (laughs) Okay, so that was Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. And this is Jesus talking. Jesus said, but I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her committeth adultery with her already in his heart. Okay, so here we, the Bible talks about adultery a lot. Uh, So how do we know what adultery really truly is? If you look uh, online and you look up adultery um, and you look what the definition is state by state, each state have their own interpretation and definition Mm -hmm. of adultery. So it's a very confused word. Okay, so but uh, in the Bible, I want to point out that in if you look at the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there is one common denominator that I want to point out when it's talking about adultery. And um, that common denominator is a man that takes another man's wife. That specifically is what adultery is. Okay, if you go to Genesis, in Genesis like around the 20th chapter, uh, there was a man named Abimelech, and he tried to take Sarah because he thought Sarah was Abraham's sister. But when he took her, what, uh, the night before he laid with her, he had a dream. And in the dream, uh, God or the angel said, you are a dead man, Abimelech, because the woman you have is another man's wife. OK. And then you then let's fast forward to David. Uh, David was a great man of God and God punished him when he took Bathsheba. And who was Bathsheba? the wife of Uriah the Hittite, another man's wife, okay? And then uh, when you fast forward to the New Testament, um, the Apostle Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, he gets on a man 
for laying with his father's wife, his stepmother. So there is a consistency here in the Bible. And I believe you'll find in Leviticus chapter 19, um, where it forbids a man taking another man's wife under any circumstance. So this is what the definition of adultery is, a man that takes another man's wife, okay? Uh, now, the world teaches uh, a little broader, more wider definition of adultery. And the, and the world says um, that adultery is a, a spouse that cheats on the spouse. But that's not what the Bible teach. The Bible teach that adultery is when a man takes another man's wife. So let's go back to Matthew Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. So when you come to understand adultery, that, that it pertains to uh, a woman being married and another man taking that woman, when you understand that, then you can break Matthew chapter 5, verse 28 down, uh, and it makes sense. Uh, Jesus says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, Committed adultery with her already in his heart. Now, I've heard a preacher say, oh, if you look on a woman and you lust after her, you've just committed adultery. But that's not what Jesus is saying, because the topic here is adultery. Now, remember, adultery always has to do with the man taking another man's wife. So you're talking about a married woman here. So Jesus is talking about a married woman. And the reason why I know he's talking about a married woman here is because the topic is adultery. Not only that, the, the Greek word lust here is epimeo. And epimeo just means desire. So let's replace the word lust with desire. And let's see how that's out. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to desire after her has committed adultery in her heart. So does this sound like the Jesus is saying it's wrong for a man to look at a woman and desire her? It don't to me. Mm -mm. No. But when you come to understand adultery to be talking about a married woman, now, geez, now let's, let's put that in there. Um, if you look upon a woman and you desire, or if you look upon a married woman and desire her, now, does that sound wrong? Now, that sounds what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about to look upon a married woman and desire a married woman. Now you have committed adultery in your heart is what he's talking about here. Um, I remember a family member condemned me of this scripture years ago when I was like 16 years old. Um, we used to walk home from church and there, there was a 7-Eleven on the way home from church. And as I was walking inside of the 7-Eleven, uh, this girl around my same age was walking out. And I was looking at her, and I turned around and looked at her. She's walking away, and she looked at me. And then I heard this horn, horn blow. And then when I looked, my family member pointed at me for looking at that girl. And then when I got in the car, he said, you know, the Bible says if you look on a woman and lust after her, you committed adultery. So he just condemned me at, at 16 years old of committing adultery with this 15-year-old because of the way I looked at her. And he was wrong. Right. You know, because here we are, both virgins. <laughs> and this is not what the scripture is talking about. Adultery always is talking about a married woman. 
a married woman. So, and that's what Jesus is talking about right here. He, he's not talking about just any woman. He's talking about a married woman because the topic is adultery. So, um, I just, I just think that the balance of God's word needs to be understood. And, uh, cause when you add to God's word, now you create other paths and these other paths, a lot of times lead to failure and destruction. Um, of course, one of my favorite passages of scripture is Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 to 6. It says, For the word of the Lord is pure. It is a shield unto them that put their trust in it. Add not to his word, lest he reprove you, and you be found a liar. Okay? Another passage of scripture I like to read is Proverbs chapter 14 and 12. It says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's Proverbs 14 and 12. So the world always like to say, well, that's a double standard. It's, it's, a, it's a spouse that cheats on the spouse. Well, that's not what the Bible teach. The Bible don't teach that. And it might sound fair and it might sound right, but that's not what the Bible teach. The Bible teach that adultery is when a man takes or lusts after another man's wife. Well, I feel like that God favored the men more so than the woman. So you feel like God favors men? Yeah. Why you feel that way? Because cause what? Because cause of this definition? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bible says that God is no respected person. He don't. He don't favor, you know, one person over another. God just has His order, you know, and uh, we just have to keep His order. That's what it always comes down to, you know, the wisdom of God and the Word of God. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of women feel that way. I know you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I would like to hear any comments that you might have, my listeners out there. You can contact me at uh, T Aaron at Thief in the Night Ministries dot com or Mouth Sword Ministries at Gmail dot com. Mouth Sword Ministries at Gmail dot com. Either one of those emails will be good. And I know a lot of you might be surprised by this definition. And uh, so I would like to hear from you, whether it's good or bad. Uh, I, I, I like constructive criticism. So if uh, you write us and we we might read your comment on the air okay uh, thank you for tuning in i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up right now uh but before i wrap it up i would like to extend to you an invitation to accept jesus christ as lord and savior um, if you don't know jesus christ as your personal lord and savior uh, you don't have what you need to make it in this life i'm just saying it plain and simple because uh, Jesus is our all in all. Uh, John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, Romans 10 and 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if you accept Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior, and you ask him to come into your heart and come into your life and in your mind and be Lord over your life, just like that. And you believe that God has raised him from the dead, just like that, you have become saved. You are Christian, and you will make heaven your home one day when you die. So why don't you make that choice? 
um, I want to I'm gonna go ahead and end in prayer at this time. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you once again for your word. Help us to uh, know your word. Help us to accept your word because we know there's wisdom in your word, and we know there's truth in your word. We shall know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Uh, so any other word besides your word is bondage, and so we just accept that right now. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you help people who are hurting, who are lost, uh, who are suffering, and that and and show them that you are real. Show them that you care, and uh, help them meet them where they are, and and uh, help them get on their feet. Dear Heavenly Father, help the homeless and the brokenhearted. Uh, these things we ask in the mighty, wonderful precious mighty name of jesus we pray blessed 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 be the name of the lord amen amen